Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum, a brought to Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. One of my prompts skipped there, so I was not expecting to come on so soon. Uh, so for those just tuning in with us for the first time this Thursday, every Thursday we have Straight Talk with Rachel Brighthout. Rachel is uh, is running just a little bit behind, but everyone knows a queen is never late. Everyone else is simply early, and we technically are about a minute and a half early right now. So... <laughs> We'll uh, we'll banter a little bit until Rachel gets here. I think I see her running into the studio as we speak. Yes, that is her. I see her through the window. She is coming into the front door. She has opened the front door. She is walking through the lobby into the studio. Rachel Dolly, how are you? Close that door right behind you. Thank you so much. Rachel Brighthalp is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? Show business, right? <laughs> She has a fabulous gray scarf on, which I love and I need in my life right now. My goodness. Rachel, how are you doing this morning? Joe, I'm doing well. I actually was thinking on the way over here um, about being seen trying and sometimes failing, including failing getting to places on time. So I want to apologize for that. No, no, no worries at all. We are about one. We were, we were about one minute early and I have literally walked into the studio 10 seconds before a show before. No shame. The no beauty game. of radio is that the, nobody sees that. No one sees it. No <laughs> one knows. It's all one big secret. Rachel, how are you? So, you know, Joe, we always, every week, we kind of think through, you know, what are we going to talk about and what's this going to look like? And I think we originally modeled the idea of this show on the newspaper. Like, oh, well, we're just going to look in the newspaper. We're going to, you know, talk about local events and articles and whatnot. And then, of course, it's taking this fabulous turn where we just talk about ourselves. We talk about ourselves, talk about our, our lives. Ourselves and our lives and our, like, you know, mantras, And theories, the things that grind our gears. The things that grind our gears, including bumper stickers. But <laughs> today, I had this, uh, I wanted to say, I have something that I think bridges those two. So I have started taking a adult modern dance class at oh. Ketchikan Theater Ballet. Is it with Zach and Grace? No. Um, oh, gosh. I might have to look up my oh, teacher's name. Okay, I think her name's Elizabeth, but here's the thing. I'm not great at names. Elizabeth name. Schultz, I love her. So she's, oh, it's also beautiful. And I took it because I have a, a lovely young friend um, who is 25, but is 70 in her soul. Like yes. she's wise in these crazy ways, which gives me faith in the young people as an almost 40 year old. I'm 40 March 3rd. And I'm like, oh, 25, you're 25. I just got where... Wow, you're really ahead of the game, gal. So she's one of these people who does new and scary things with confidence, not because she knows she's going to be good, but she knows it's okay if she's bad. Yes. That that's like not the point. So I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So Melena invited me to come to this class, and I've always loved dancing, but I've never taken official dance classes. Part of this is that I grew up for those of you because of radio can't see us and you don't know Joe Williams, Joe is six five, around six seven, around there somewhere. Ooh. You know, anything over like six four, and <laughs> those of us smaller are just like, what are you, eight foot? Right. So it's six seven. So and how long have you been tall? My whole life, I, I, I never had a a specific growth spurt. I just grew constantly. Right. We talked about this because people would shame you for not doing basketball. Yes. And, yes. I, and I got the same thing because I'm 5'10", and I've been 5'10 since I was 13, mm -hmm. right? Height hit us young. 
And so there were all these expectations because of our size that we should do particular things like basketball and for me, volleyball, but that we should also not do other particular things. Mm. Um, so for me as a girl, I was dissuaded. I was discouraged from doing things like ballet because ballerinas, what are they? They're petite. They're small. Because they need to be lifted by the mm. men. You can't be bigger than them if they're going to lift you over their head. Like how many freaking children by ballerinas are actually getting lifted over the heads of men? Uh, probably not many. So the fact that that was even cheerleading was also something that I was very discouraged from doing because it was like, well, you know, you'll just be the bottom of the pyramid. You don't want to do that. People are so mean. People suck. People suck. And now this was not, these weren't adults because of course, lots of adults are like, do it all kids, like try it all out. Um, which is one of the reasons why it's so important for kids to have really close and trusting relationships with adults because our peers can really just suck. But so does the message coming in 17 magazine or on 90210 like these were the, the other medias that I was ingesting as a young person and so I never even pers I never pushed to take dance class because I always perceived myself to be too big mm. I'm too big to be a dancer too big to be a dancer how dare they how, well how dare I ah. because we turn into our own bullies right we internalize the bullies as children and then we get old and we still have the bullies inside of us. Mm. And if we're not aware of that, then we just keep up the bullying. We just do it to ourselves, right? So like- It's like programming. Oh, it's absolutely programming. So nobody's telling me I can't take dance classes except me. My money's as good as any tiny woman's money. It They're sure excited. Is. Maybe They're even better. <laughs> They're excited to have women show up of all ages and sizes. I mean, come on. So- I had to come to terms with the fact that the the reason I was resistant to taking this class was not that I couldn't afford it and was not that they didn't want me, but was that I was still enacting the very bullying that I felt as a child, wow. that I was enacting that bullying on myself. The voices in our heads make the monsters under our beds. Mm -hmm. I just made that up. Isn't that good? You're kidding me. I just made that up. Listen, sometimes I'm sometimes I'm deep, okay? <laughs> this room is blessed. So anyway, so I decided to do this dance class, and um, I don't even think that much about it. I'm going to admit to you that it was New Year's Eve, and Ben and I had gone. We had gotten our baby. Our, Melina also helps babysit. She's wonderful. So she had agreed to come babysit the kids on New Year's Eve, and Ben and I like braved that crazy storm. We were like Arctic voyagers walking down from our house on Millar to like – Bar Harbor. You know, like we could make it there. And I'm like, all right, let's have a beer. Oh, wipe yes. all the snow off. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm like mom drunk, which is like three beers. Okay, I'll be honest. It was four. So then we get home. Listen, three beers. I'm feeling I'm, it. I was, I was happy and chatty. And we took yes. one of those free cabs that, you know, New Year's Eve, they did yes. free cabs. Thank you, Ketchikan. I love that Ketchikan does Love that. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I have a, a very funny New Year's Eve cab story. I was at an after party after the, the, the bars closed on, uh -huh. on, on New Year's Eve. This year. This year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess people kept calling cabs to this house. And eventually the cabs were like, we're not going 
going to that house and they were not nice about it. They were cursing us out. We were all kinds of B words Ooh. and F words and all kinds of things. The cab People. drivers in this town, it's almost like being in New York City. Well, don't mess with them. Don't mess with don't them. It's mess a small with them. They, community. They are not playing around yeah, with Yeah, they us. will go ahead and blacklist you. And I think they should. I mean, I think they should. I've The stories I've heard about what cab drivers have had to deal with is just oh, yeah. insane. So anyway, I'm I'm home. It's a, it's like 10 o'clock. I start having this conversation with Melina and she's like, you really got to take this modern dance class with me. And, um, you know, it starts, it, the, the new session starts in January. You could sign up right now. So I'm like, happy New Year's Eve mom drunk and I just get on my phone and I just sign up. So part of it was like I hadn't I didn't really even let myself think too much about it, which is probably, you know, it's pretty good. Yes. So we get I get to my first class and there's women of all sizes, mm-hmm. all shapes, and a wide range of ages. I think that was even what surprised me perhaps the most. There's you know, retired women in their 60s all the way down to Dear Melena, 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and other girls that, you know, now that I'm almost 40, I'm like, I don't know, how old are you, 12, 40? No, I, can't t- I can't tell, I can't tell. Even at 30 right now, I'm like, anyone under 25 literally looks High schoolers 18. look 12. Anyone under 25 also kind of looks 12. I don't know, I'm sorry, all you look all look same. really young. They all look the Over 6'4", I just think you're 6'4". Turns out you're almost 6'8". I don't know people, <laughs> that's four inches. That's a big deal. Well, it's like, anyways, yeah. So, so I go and... I'm I'm not great. I, I I would give myself a solid C, uh, considering the context. Maybe even like a C plus. But here's the thing: is I have spent my life, and I mean my life until this point, refusing to do activities that I couldn't guarantee myself at least a B. Mm. And I don't even want like an 80. I want like an 85. An 85. Now there are these lucky jerks like me who have these like fun natural talents. I'm, I was like always really good at drawing and really social, really good at drama. draw? Oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a good artist. And I really kind of always was and, and had enough that um, pursuing it and really putting in the hours reaped a lot of rewards similar to your singing, yes. right? Like you, you had the talent inside of you and so Pushing yourself to spend the hours doing it resulted in beautiful, like, grade A work really quickly. Not scary at all. Mm-hmm. So that was not my situation in dance class. <laughs> that was not my, I was trying very hard for that entire hour. And I was for sure not getting a B. Nowhere near a B. Not an A either. And there was this part of me, that, you know, the bullies, that were just like, oh, God, this you suck. You really suck. The joyful thing about finally being 40 though and doing a ton of therapy over the course of my life is that I said almost audibly I now can't remember if I said it out loud or not but I sure as heck said it out loud to myself in my head um I said what a great opportunity to be brave yes and I loved it and I was bad and I loved it and I went away from that class just joyful in this new understanding (laughs) that's taken me 40 years to get to that Malena knew apparently in high school because we debriefed after and she's like, oh yeah, and I'll tell you what she said. But this new understanding that I could have fun doing things I was bad at, that's shocking to me Mm. that I can have fun doing things I'm bad at. That's never been true my entire life. That's not ever been true. And so hooray for 40 because that's finally true. Dear Malena, 25 but 70, she said, well, yeah, when I was in high school, I remember reading this quote and it was, your attitude more than your aptitude will decide your altitude. 
Yeah. And of course that's cheesy, but it's also so real. No, it's so perfect. It's so real. Your attitude more than your aptitude will determine your altitude. I love that. And there was one other, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't dig the universe. You know, I, I mean, I dig the universe, but not like a woo woo way. And I'm an atheist and all that kind of stuff. But I will say that all at once, a lot was coming out about on this topic. There was a lot com- coming at me that I was noticing, including this meme. And I'm going to butcher the name. So I'll just call him the old man, young man. There was an old man talking to a young man and the old man said well what do you like and the young man said well I like to write and I like to draw um I like to dance I I I like to play music and the old man said wow you're so talented and the young man said oh no no I'm terrible at all of it I'm terrible at all of it and the old man said no 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 the goal is not to be good Mm. or the point is not to be good the point is to have the experience wow Wow. So what do we do with that stuff, right? Because it's still scary to try. Always. It doesn't, it doesn't stop being scary. So can we hold both? Can we hold both things at the same time? Can we, can we totally recognize that we have feelings of fear inside of us and say to those feelings, like, well, it sounds like it's a good time to be brave. It's a good time to be brave. You know, this, this brings me to how, how do you handle fear like a, a fear or, so there's or anxiety different kinds of fear and anxiety and i think for sure there's stuff that you should just listen to and go to the other side of the street right there's like okay not getting in that cab mm-hmm. not going inside that house leaving this party you know what i'm not going to give you my phone number because it just got i got i just got creepy. anxious i just got fear inside of me and maybe i'm wrong but you know what it's more important that i'm safe mm-hmm. than, than be wrong which i had a situation like this happen very recently yeah so I think there's absolutely time. I know Glennon Doyle talks a lot about this on her podcast in her book, um, Untamed. And on her podcast, she's retold that story a number of times that what she wants for her children is to do the scary thing, which is to do the thing they believe to be right, even if the people around them don't think it's cool or mm. you know are going to mock them or whatever it is. So yes. essentially to like listen to your own truth and align yourself with that do do not betray yourself betray all of others before you will betray yourself yes. so i think there's that kind of fear but then there's the bullies mm-hmm. so there's the bully voices and i want to say that that's different than fear maybe maybe we could just use better words that might be like self-criticism self-criticism like the like self-critic anxieties Maybe sure. unwarranted anxieties. Right. Is it, are are you trying to keep yourself safe or are you trying to keep yourself small? Because mm. safe is important. But what's small doing? We're all going to die. It's destroying yourself. <laughs> like we're all going to die one day. You know, like you have this one shot. I mean, there are folks that think we come back, but nobody has any proof of any of it. So what we can presume is we're here for this short period of time and whatever opportunities we decide to take or don't decide to take. I mean, it determines everything. That's it. That's all we've got is this one life. So if you're, you know, don't do the cocaine because your friends want you to do it, but you feel scared, but you're like going to feel the fear and do it anyway. No, 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 no. That fear is safety fear. And you should go ahead and listen to it. But take the dance class. Take the dance class. Like throw the pottery give and the, give the speech. Be seen trying. Be seen trying and failing. So, do you know Evelyn of the Internets? Do you know who this I don't. YouTube personality is? Evelyn of the Internets is one of my favorite gals. Um, she's a 
she she's this incredible woman of color with a, she she's got um african africa parents so mm-hmm. she does this really hilarious and and lovely accent that she'll fall into when she's like impersonating her parents and um so anyway she's dynamic she's fascinating she's been doing youtube for years and years and she had this one response video to a beyonce that got that got really viral so she has some amount of like internet fame she's also uh vlogged a decent amount during the pandemic including trying and creating a pilot for a web series now all of that is so that sounds terrifying to me to be that vulnerable Mm. with your creative process to not just like be a creative but to film the behind the scenes aspect of all that creativity and then put that out there too i mean i would turn off all comments ever always always ever always like if i ever turned into a youtube personality you can believe i will never open up comment sections because no thank you (laughs) like no thank you we don't know each other no thank you and she doesn't and so she's very open. She's very vulnerable. And she had a, a a video that she's since republished recently that was about we are scared to be seen trying. Yes. We get really mixed messages about um, effort and self-esteem and whatnot from our society and from each other like we love an underdog Mm. we love it if you came from nothing but never don't be great because we will roast you yes absolutely (laughs) you know what's so funny when you say this a a, a behind the scenes look is always scary like everyone knows i I can sing right yeah but when i'm warming up or like practicing Mm. or like going through things and stretching out my voice i get really nervous if anyone's out there i can sing in front of a thousand people two thousand people three thousand people bring them on but warming up in front of even Mm -hmm. one person i cannot I, i can do it but it makes me nervous because it because when you're doing scales and arpeggiations and those kinds of things, it exposes those little parts of your voice that are not perfect. You're being seen, warm you're being up, seen, being seen, like, yeah, like you're, you're, the, the, the truth is being revealed. Because it's so stupidly apparent in our culture that we love snark and we love sarcasm and we love to rip apart beautiful, talented people. I don't totally know why. I I think social media has really fueled that, but I have to imagine that that was sort well, of something I mean, a, we all it's a did. Thing. Like like Schadenfreude, you, sure. you know, we all sure. like to I, I don't know, I feel like everyone has their own insecurities oh, and their I'll own make things. a really good Lego tower and my kid will just come and knock it over. And I'm like, what the He's heck jealous. was that? It's jealousy. <laughs> it's absolutely. It's this like lizard brain, why do you have a thing that I don't have? And why couldn't I have made that? And in fact, if I can't have it or it can't have been me, no one can have it and I will destroy it. Yes. Yes. It's like, what? what is that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's evolutionarily sound, um, except maybe very, very, very basic evolution, like propagating your own genes over someone else's. Mm. Like if I can't have that, ideal man or ideal woman that no one else can because I don't want someone else's genes propagated over mine. I mean, but I mean, who knows? Who knows? And you know what? Not, and, and then not everyone's like that. No. There, there are people who are genuinely like, oh Generous my gosh, you, 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 you're doing this thing. Mm-hmm. You have this thing. I'm there to support you no matter what, even if we're doing the same thing. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I, I ride for you. I feel like I'm very much so that way. Oh, that's Where good. it's like, no, no matter what's going on, I really ride for someone now. 
on the transverse of that, if I don't like a person, I'm very much so the opposite way. But even not even like I'm gonna tear you down. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I'm either gonna give my my energy to support you, or I'm not gonna give you any energy at all. Mm, you're just gonna shut them off. You know what I mean? Like as if they're dead. Exactly. Yeah, they just disappear. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very Virgo thing. Mm, interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> I have I have toyed with that method in my life. Um, oh yes. I can say that I don't like how that feels for me, and so I've I've ended up moving away from that method. I just can't help it. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, we're all in our different. Because, you know, oh, everyone's well, on their own and, journey, and, and it's and it's just because it's like I, when I am your friend and I support you, I'm so supportive. I go out of my way. Like I'll I'm talking about you everywhere I am. I'm posting your. Th- things sure. like i'm like this person's the greatest come and see this person i'm bringing people to you like it's, it's a whole thing right. and then right. when you betray me it's like okay well now <laughs> I, I i'm showing you nothing and and it just maybe so happens that the only reason why you were getting any, any of this attention in the first place was because of me and now you don't have that so well, bye-bye. you don't have my coattails <laughs> i remove my coattails from you the coattails are gone darling because you betrayed me oh my goodness well here's what i will say to that uh, with great power comes great responsibility and for those of us who walk into situations and and end up having some pretty significant social capital Mm -hmm. which i think we are both people that um draw uh, a lot of social capital and have the ability to move that social capital around in different situations i do think we have to be pretty responsible now i will say though that i will not stand for um meanness i will not stand for meanness um so pretty recently, I, I was at this uh, little club that I go to, and um, there was somebody there that's not typically there, and uh, it was awful. Oh. Uh, this person was so passive aggressively, like the perfect kind oh. that that like horrible, horrible kind of passive aggression oh. where you do really feel crazy. You're like, wait, am I making this up? This person is so good at this. Am I making it up? But it mm-hmm. went over for like like an hour and a half. And I could just feel my whole body tensing. And um, I I just kept get it was the sarcastic, the snarky humor and the like, like, no, that's not how it is. Or like, oh, you shut up or blah, blah, blah. I mean, we all had these horrible friends in high school that we mm-hmm. finally ended up realizing we didn't have to be friends with that person who we were the butt of the joke around that person. Like, we've all had that. Oh, yes. And some people are smart enough to like kick those folks to the curb earlier. Um, so here I was in this in this group that I just adore so much. And, and this new person came in and I felt like attacked like really attacked so i left that group that night and i was like all right all right all right either this person never comes back and i figure out how to make that happen (laughs) or if they do i need a plan and so i ran through some scenarios you come to joe williams and he'll teach you how how, how, he'll teach you how to throw shade (laughs) oh so i thought of that actually i was like i didn't bring you to mind but you were definitely there in spirit and i was like well i have some options and one of my options could be that the next time i go and if this person is there, then what I will do, like I survived middle school too, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Like I know absolutely how to take whoever out needs to be taken out so that yes. I survive and you do not. I mean, and, and, but and I not, don't like, want to be 17. <laughs> like I'm not interested in Ugh. like 15 through 17 year old skills anymore. Right. Like, this isn't like, the real housewives of Atlanta. Well, we are all just like Russian nesting dolls. Like sure. 17 year old Rachel is still in here, but oh, I'm not yes. going to let her drive the bus. 
She does. She shouldn't drive the bus. She doesn't bus, have a, a, a commercial license. I wasn't even allowed a license, a full license. So I was eighteen, <laughs> so don't let her drive. So I'm like, no, no, I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And then I was like, okay, well, um, all right. So uh, I have used the method of totally icing someone out before. There was this particular guy in college, and I remember. We were in a seminar together, and I felt just like this really intense attack from him one day. And I swear to God, I never looked at him from that day forward. I never spoke to him. I never looked at him. If he shared something in class and I wanted to say something in response, I would raise my hand and I would never mention him as the person who had started the discussion. I would not reference him. Like It was as if he had died. Yes. That didn't go well either. Like it actually escalated for him. It turned into this thing where he had to be removed from class. Now, do I think that had everything to do with my own social equity throwing around my social muscles? Uh Not all of it. Not all of it. I think he showed up with his own stuff. Um, but I didn't help at all. I love that. See that. Okay. That's a little bit different than what I was talking about. Like, so (laughs) what I meant is that literally I will give that person nothing. It's not that I won't. Acknowledge it's, it's, it's their existence. I, it's not that I will purposely let them know that I'm not acknowledging. Oh no, them I never it's spoke like, to him. It's like, so it's like no, no, you, you just you just know that you don't exist. Um, I think it was very clear in his mind that he did not <laughs> exist to me. Um, yeah, it, that was so, and and that felt bad. Oh. So for me, that feels awful, right? Like if if I'm assigning someone social death. Um, there's a level of like responsibility and guilt that just sits in me and I can't, I can't handle it. And I also don't like how it continues itself. Like it's not a one time, it's not a one and done situation. I have to continue to assign that person social death all the time. They're ever there always. That's exhausting. So, so, so there's a third option. Okay. And the third option is that you get to be a little bit embarrassing with honesty about how your feelings are hurt yeah so you just get to say without like so you do it before your feelings are really hurt like that's that's how it's effective like you don't want to be weeping in your group in front of this person who's being like an underhanded jerk to you instead you would want to try and get a little bit of a a yoda situation Uh going on right put on your cloak imagine those big green ears and um and you just would say something along. I mean, this was my plan. They've never returned, so I haven't had to do it. But I've got it in my pocket that this is my plan. Oh, ugh, that is, that hurts my feelings. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure you mean to, but you are hurting my feelings right now. And then just keep doing that like a broken record. Ooh, still happening. Like, yikes. Still. And what will that, either they'll stop talking to me, which is fine. Mm-hmm. that's all I'm really fine with that person never speaking to me again really okay with me or maybe just maybe they'll be like oh uh, like, yeah sorry, I didn't, sorry. I didn't you know I'm just a jerk sometimes and let's let's try again so that's what I've decided is that yes. I will just diligently be this person that when I feel like someone is like underhanded or passive aggressively um, trying to hurt my feelings that I'm just going to own that with like a nice Yoda cloak. You know, they don't really get to hurt me. Mm-hmm. I don't like you. <laughs> you know, like we're not friends. Yes. I'm not inviting you for dinner. You're not on the Christmas list. Like, please believe you're not anywhere close deep inside of me to really hurt me. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah. You know what? See, 
I've always been highly confrontational, right? Mm, like I'm that not, does not I, shock I, me. I, I, I'm not afraid of confrontation. You've if, had if, to be. And when when I notice someone is doing that little thing where they're like, oh, they're blah blah blah, like, like throwing th- throwing shade, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gay. I I, I know <laughs> what it looks like when someone's throwing <laughs> it's shade. Cultural. So, so, so I call it out immediately. <laughs> I, my, my first instinct is to actually say like, oh, are you are you throwing shade? Like like I'll I'll, I'll call it out. Maybe not in like a really aggressive way. <laughs> At little first, playful. a little playful. At first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at first, a at first, I'm just like, oh, are you throwing a, throwing shade? Like, and just give him like a little look, like, like, oh, like, like, and, but make sure that that look is stern and like, like, oh, are you, are you throwing shade? Let them know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are we're getting close let to them an know edge. That, let, let them know that I can read too, baby. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and actually, I think that would have been a really potentially effective method. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's it's the same as you being vulnerable and saying like, yeah, that hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. but it's just giving them a chance to like oh are you are you throwing shit and that's just my personal way of saying like oh i see what you're doing mm-hmm. you should probably stop mm-hmm. right exactly yeah. exactly i just i just want to take i want to take the secrecy which is what you're doing too i want to take the secrecy out of it and be like oh we're just not going to pretend like that was okay though right like we're just we're not going to sit here and say that like that it's okay to talk to each other even for children to speak to one another this way, but certainly not as adults. Like we're grownups. We should be able Mm -hmm. to, even if we don't actively like each other, be um, peaceful and positive. Definitely. So. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these kind of situations have gotten me into into, into trouble in the uh, past. I'm not shocked by (laughs) that. In in fact, it got got me into into a little trouble fairly recently. So, uh, so, (laughs) you know, when, when these things happen and I notice people are being like a little shady, a little nitpicking and a little vindictive. Initially, I'll go with the oh, are we are we doing this? And then if it like continues or if they're like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. But then 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 it continues on. Then I can get kind of mean. Mm-hmm. I can get a little mean, mm-hmm. but not always like directly mean. But I'll I'll start I'll start spinning a, a, a almost like a, like a spider web of just oh shade, and then it becomes a whole thing. So I, I don't know, but but no, no. Can we just uh, say like, there's multiple ways there of being? There are multiple ways. There's of being. good and bad of men, in many of these methods. They all come with their own because it's quite possible that this person would really just respond to me saying that as like you're crazy and just continue exactly. to say you're crazy. Exactly. And then I would have to come up with some other plan, probably something along the lines of like, can we have a special club night where this person's not there, Hello. but like I'm there? <laughs> but you know what? I am working on myself, Rachel. Like my you my are. my grandmother would be uh, proud at how far I've come so far. Well, I feel proud. Even in no. the conversations we've had. No, my, uh, like, my my grandmother was always worried. She would say, I, I would tell her things and she'd be like, uh-oh, like, no. No, Joe. No, this is this is this is not right. You 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 have to get you have to be more more kind. Kill them with more kindness. I'm like, mm. oh, but grandma, I hate them. Mm. And I feel like so when I was I'm just like now rewinding. You ever do that thing where you're like, wow, how did I get here to this thought? And you try to like mentally rewind yourself back to where like you spun off into this particular like train of thought. So now I'm sitting here trying to like rewind. Like, how did we get from don't be afraid to be seen trying to like how do we deal with we were bullies? talking about people. Bullies? Were we, we talking, we're about, talking about don't be afraid to be seen trying. trying and then I went into like how sometimes I'm afraid to to vocalize uh, in front mm-hmm. of people like training mm-hmm. and then we talked about how people like to tear being people vulnerable. down being vulnerable okay being, being vulnerable okay. and then it went okay. to this whole thing this is oh, this is the, this is, the this, is this, this is how we do straight mm-hmm. talk with mm-hmm. Rachel Brighthouse it's really more 
more winding. One away, and then it just. <clears throat> but, but we, it's not we, exactly straight. But, but we we usually tie it all in. It's at it's the really end, funny at that point. we're calling it straight talk because half the room isn't, and we're very um, windy. Well, roads. you well, you, you know what? But it's straightforward. <laughs> we don't hold anything back. Now we, that's we, the we, truth. That's that's the that's the the straight talk. Part more of it, to the point is that we are not afraid to let it all hang out and let it all be known. Oh my gosh! Oh, something else I thought of that I wanted to circle back around to a conversation we had had last week about dating while we were Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, this was something that I thought about and was like, oh man, I need to remember to tell Joe. This was another reason why you know both of us had these experiences of feeling really, really narrowly defined that like our dating, uh, the dating process as a Christian teenager was very, very narrowly defined for us. And, and for you, it could not include any sort of gay relationship. Yeah, it didn't oh, exist. no, 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 it no. didn't exist. So like, yeah. You basically had to lie to to be in the, to Sadly. be in the acceptable dating relationship when you were a kid. Like you, literally, you just, had, just to had to lie. Totally deny yourself, um, and and then certainly as a as, as a straight and uh, far more curious apparently than the other Christian kids around me. I don't know, like or at I, least an, a, a, a more than they admit to to being. That's Hello. what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about is how well people denied, and I just didn't live in very. I didn't live very well in denial, which is good. I'm happy to be someone who doesn't, yes. I don't live well in denial. And that's no. actually a really good thing. But what is frustrating to me, um, looking back, that conversation made me think about how I was never allowed to practice relationships because I was always mm. told that God would bring the right person who would be the one. A, I was told that there was a the one. one B, I only. was told I should absolutely hold off on all physical intimacy before I met this person. And and some people to the point of, right, don't kiss him till you are at the altar. Right. So there was no practicing, no relationship practicing, no physical practicing. We weren't even allowed to practice on ourselves. So like no practicing. And how foolish that is to expect young people to be able to do anything well without practice. How ridiculous that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. It's crazy. So tying it all in, what, what do we start talking about from the from the being brave? Being brave, And yeah. not being afraid to put Mm-mm. yourself out there mm-hmm. and not being afraid to do that thing. And, and being you know, seen trying. And, it's okay. And you know how I kind of tackle that? Because we all have those butterflies in our stomach, right? Yeah. That, that anxiety, that swirling feeling in the uh, sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. So, and so that feeling never really goes away. Like mm-hmm. even today, like I, I, I perform all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. And I just am, saw you I, on Sunday. And, and I get that feeling every single time. Wow. Every single time at some point, it's sure. not, it's not always sure. super strong, but I get that feeling every single time. And, and you know what? It helps to boost the performance. I can do things on stage that I could never do off of stage. And it's because wow. the energy yeah. that that provides you, because that's nothing but energy. Yeah, yeah. It's energy manifesting and swirling inside yeah. of you. So if you once you learn how to tap into uh-huh. that and use it, uh-huh. it'll just increase whatever you're doing. That's just energy that's that your body is producing to help increase whatever you're putting your efforts into. Mm-hmm. I always tell the story of my first college speech class. Mm. Now, growing up, I always suffered from a terrible stutter, a terrible stutter. 
It's a lot better now, but it comes mm-hmm. out every now and again. Um, a terrible stutter, though. So I was in my first college speech class, and I was so nervous to stand mm-hmm. in front of this class and give this speech because speaking was just never my uh, my, 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 my strong suit. Right. So I have to give this introductory speech for my friend Sam Ezzedine. We still keep it in somewhat contact t- uh, today. But so I stand up in front of this class to give this speech to introduce this person. And I literally am so nervous. I go completely blind, Rachel. Blind, honey. Oh my my vision literally went completely white. I couldn't see anything, literally. I could not see my partner next to me. I did not know if I was even facing the front of the room. It was wow. so crazy. But I'm a natural performer. So, and, and because I wrote the, the uh, speech, I knew what I had to say. So I, I stood up there literally totally blind like, like, like Ray Charles and delivered the <laughs> I speech. I was about to say, you just Stevie wondered that situation. <laughs> and just no delivered problem. the speech. And then after the speech was done, I, uh, <laughs> I actually grabbed my partner's shoulder and I told him like, like hey, uh, I can't see right now. Could, could you like help me? To the, the, I mean, it was it was it was very strange. Wow. But you know what? Me and Sam were friends for like that entire year, mm-hmm. and, and we still keep in contact now. It was a very connecting. Experience. It was a very connecting experience because I literally went completely blind, and I was and I was vulnerable with my partner at that time to say like, "Hey, this is happening." So it's like yeah. I feel like when you're in those situations, we all have those situations where we're afraid, where yeah. we don't know what's going on. But I yeah. feel like going back to vulnerability yeah. it all just ties in like you have to be vulnerable and you can't be afraid to just do it and just feel it and thinking about the feelings in different ways like giving them different names i think can be useful so when we think about like well is it is it really scared or is it scared excited yes is there an excited part in you about definitely this? and if you can if you can see that it's you know, every big emotion is a mixed emotion, right? So it might be um, an anticipation, like a feeling of anticipation is mixed in there and a feeling of excitement is mixed in there. Um, And yeah, some feelings of fear can be mixed in there too. And then thinking like, I, I really like that earlier in the discussion, we were talking about the different kinds of fear and whether it's, um, is it a bu- is it a bully or a, a self-critic voice that's making you quote unquote afraid or is it a survival? Is it a loving voice saying, don't get in that car. Mm, don't go with that person. Exactly. You know what? It's time to go home. Because there is a such thing as natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trust your fear. It, natural in- intuition. Sorry, I was mm-hmm. fighting a cough there. Where you'll meet someone and they just really just give you a Mm -mm. bad feeling. Or you'll be Mm -mm. in a situation Mm -hmm. where it just gives you a bad feeling. And you should definitely listen to Mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us have either come into those situations and not listened to it and have come away with some trauma or have like like thinly scraped by that trauma, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's just eked. We've eked past what could have been a really traumatic situation. And then, of course times where you know it became a full-blown traumatic situation because we didn't listen and I do genuinely think that if you're gonna make choices don't be don't be drunk to do that. <laughs> like I feel like we have this unfortunate American relationship with alcohol where like you feel sad take a drink you feel nervous take a drink you feel really happy take a drink it's like well like what is that is it is it like the uh the the shame and the culture around alcohol like the the the, the prohibition of because I, I always hear that in, in uh like Germany they have a very low um mm. they, they have low 
cases of alcoholism there because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's not a big thing. So it, it's interesting to look at, there's a really beautiful Ken Burns documentary on prohibition and how it was honestly like a hundred years in the making. Uh, it did not happen overnight. We think about prohibition and we really just focus on when it actually became law and then it resulted in, you know, gangs and gang warfare and, um, you know, people, bathroom, tub, like tub gin, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But in reality, it was like a hundred year effort that, in many ways, sourced itself in this fascinating uh, uh, thing that happened in the United States where culturally, sorry for clearing my throat right into the microphone. Joe's much better at turning away and clearing his throat. He has a lot of experience. So uh, culturally, we were drinking like a pint of beer and that pint would be like a pint in the morning or like a pint at lunch, and maybe like a pint at lunch, and maybe a pint at dinner. Mm-hmm. But it was fairly low al- alcohol beer. This is me calling back to that Ken Burns documentary. So please forgive if I don't get this perfectly. Um, and then the hard grain liquor industry in America suddenly really took off. And I, I don't recall the circumstances that created that situation. But all of a sudden, it was. Um, hard liquor was cheap and readily available, so it really flooded the market. And it replaced the beer, but it did not reduce the amount. And so, so there a pint of gin, a or pint, a pint of gin. Get out! No, not get. Well, this is what the documentary was talking about. Is and and that's not to say that everybody did that, but that there was this sudden surge in just layabout drunks in yeah. America. And sorry, dudes, but mostly men, right? Mm. Because women were still like, for so, we, we take care of the babies, right? Like we have this evolutionarily drive, evolutionary drive to care for the children. Like they're pulling on our skirts. They're mm-hmm. like pulling on our shirts to get to food. So it's just less, it was just less And then especially in those times, us. there was so much shame uh, 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 and, and, and anything and sexism like you weren't allowed in the bars right like women couldn't go into the bars but men obviously could and so then the kind like the alcohol levels drastically rose but not but the amounts didn't shrink to balance out and so there was this there was this upswing in alcoholism and uh, domestic violence Mm. and so women's groups in in particular the suffragette movement so like rights for women votes for women started also talking about um prohibition and it was because and this is based on the documentary but what the documentary tells us is that this was because women could not talk about domestic violence but they could they could talk about drunkenness they could talk about a man being a layabout or a lazy man, but they couldn't talk about a man being a wife beater because, like, you were just allowed to do that, I guess. So that's why that got there. So there was this joining of movements between the suffragette and the women's rights movement and the prohibitionist movement. And the reason was, like, if men were sober, they beat women less. Hmm. And so there was this huge I guess push that does to, make sense. to sober uh, up yeah. men. To yeah. sober him up. Oh, yeah, get back to work. Also, quit hitting me. Also, quit beating me. You know what was so crazy? I was in Arkansas the summer or fall of 2016, 
And there is a law there, something to the effect of you can beat your wife, but uh, but only once per month, like on on like the like third, some weird on thing like on the, the book, third Wednesday or something like that before three a.m. Like or something, one of these weird laws that crazy. stayed on the books and mm-hmm. had never been removed. Yeah, these are such I'm just strange like, things. I wonder if this happened, if that would stand up in court today. Oh God, who knows? I mean, hopefully, it's the fact that it's such a ridiculous law; it's not being used, and therefore it doesn't have to be like shot down by a judge. But I, I don't know. Craziness. Don't know. I'm not. Well, Rachel, yeah. we're almost out of time. I want to just uh, just say uh, there are a number of really great, great quotes <laughs> that, I, that I took away from today that I love. First of all, your uh, your attitude more than your aptitude create your altitude. I yeah, love that. Absolutely. There was another one that you said. I'm trying to think of it right now. I'm trying to think of it right now. There's the the one that I created the uh, the monsters in your the, the the voices in your head create, create the, the monsters, monsters under, under your, your bed. bed. I feel like that, that's I, really good. I have to write you a song write about, a song that. about that, babe. I gotta write a song Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. And there's one in other here. one that you said, and I'm so angry. Don't I can't be afraid think of it right to now. be seen trying. Oh, the point is not to be good. The point is the experience. You know what? We'll just take that one. But that wasn't it. But, but I love that one too. So I want to do just a quick. So I I have to end every show with what's the tea on Facebook. It's my favorite oh, thing, oh especially my. if we have guests. So I want to give like some straight talk with Please. with uh, Rachel Brighthelp on what's the tea with Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we I basically just okay. So what's the tea with Facebook is a segment I created where I scroll through my personal Facebook and I literally just read the uh, posts therein and I react to them live on the air and the first post and I never know what these posts say and I honestly (laughs) don't even pre-read them before so uh, the first one goes is from Marcella Sanchez she says this town 20 minutes away from where I'm staying has an Irish gypsy cult and they're going crazy with building giant giant mansion like houses and stuff I guess TLC came down here and made a segment on their lifestyle. There's 3,000 of them, and they auction off teenage daughters for money. Ah. When I was in Colorado, I heard about cults, but never got to see one before. Talk about a culture shock. Oh, my goodness. Well, that has to be illegal. Uh, where is she? Is this America? You know what? This this reminds me of a story uh, from when I was in middle school. So I grew up in Detroit and we are, uh, there's a, a city adjacent to Detroit called Dearborn. And okay. it has the largest Lebanese uh, concentration of people outside of Lebanon it, itself. So, oh, the, the, wow. so the food there is really the authentic. The Lebanese diaspora. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the food there is really authentic. The, the, the streets are all in, in Arabic. Everything's really great. Wow. But so there was a young girl in my middle school class. Her name was Benin Ilawi. I'll never forget her. That's a beautiful name. She uh, and she was one of the first people who I ever saw wear um, the headdress that they were. I forget the, the I forget the uh, the, uh, the hijab. I believe it's okay. called. And, uh, and so no one, no man, no male could ever see her her hair. Mm-hmm. But she would show the, show the girls some sometimes, and they were all like really just oh my gosh, she has the best hair because we didn't see a lot of. Um, uh, um, cultural mixing in okay. the school I was in. We were in urban right, inner in city. Did, and, and, yeah, so like we just didn't see a lot of things. Um, but I remember we were 11, 11, maybe 12, and she told us that she had to leave within like a few months because she was arranged to marry her 30-year-old cousin. Ugh. Her 30-year-old cousin. 
and I will never <laughs> forget that. Abuse. I just thought like that's that's abuse. Is that real? Like, is this true? And and it totally was, and yeah. it totally was. So yeah. that, I think it's you yeah. know it's, oh, it's, it's, it's really interesting how different cultures handle things and like the different traditions that that seem just really insane to us here, but you know there it's totally normal. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that just because something is like an ancient tradition doesn't mean it's right. I would say a- so. And I'm not trying to make like large scale uh, statements about the Lebanese, obviously, about like right, the Lebanese culture. Right, because in a, lot, a lot of them fight against that. There's like a big movement sure. to fight against uh, arranged marriages. But this is the, like, this is the problem with things. traditionalists, mm-hmm. right? Is that like just, well, it's the way it's always been done. It's a terrible argument. Well, it's the way it's always been done. Well, you Sometimes know, things are wrong. people never used to wash their hands either. And once we all started washing our hands, infections in hospitals were reduced by like 400%. So maybe the way we've always done it is not a great argument to start from. So there we go. So thank you, Marcella, for that interesting conversation there. Fascinating. Uh, the next post comes from Santa Casillas. And uh, she's posting on the Ketchikan menus page. <gasps> oh, What's happening? Ooh, I think DeSantha's kitchen is open. So Santa, she worked at Ocean View for a long time. She's okay. a wonderful lady. And she has a uh, a new um, restaurant eatery that she's opening called, called DeSantha's Kitchen. Ooh. And I don't know. Oh, oh, it's the one that's right across from the Lutheran Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it, it used does it have to be, an actual storefront? It used to be like a pan, panini place or something, and they didn't make it because the because COVID. Was that was that um, Skyler's Kitchen? Yeah, Skyler's oh, Kitchen so didn't make it. DeSantha, but Desantha's Kitchen is there, honey, and yeah. and they are open now until wow. four p.m. I might have to drop in there for lunch today, honey. Uh, so uh, if if you would like to uh, to pick up an order, uh, that number is nine zero seven two two zero zero six five zero. We love Desantha; she's Ooh. amazing. At my first catchiversary, she won um, a prize from Jellyfish Donuts. I do a, a, a party every year. Oh, babe, uh, the, I know. The catchiversary, and I have the different new businesses mm-hmm. come and give mm-hmm. uh, give things. And that year, Jellyfish Donuts was brand new. So good. It actually hadn't even opened yet, and um, and uh, Brianna was kind to get, uh, to give a. Uh, you could name your own donut. Oof, that was that was rad. the uh, prize. That is you can like create your own donut. So shout out to Jellyfish Donuts and to Desanta Conciles. Uh, please check out Desanta's Kitchen. Uh, open now until mm. four, until four p.m. Uh, the next post on what's the tea with Facebook. I like to scroll a little. I, I, I want to keep it local sometimes, but I have I friends hear you. I hear from you. all over the world. So it's like sometimes you just can't do it. Okay, so the next post and the last post, we'll, we'll, we'll end it here, comes from Brooke Retzet. Oh, I love her. I love her. She's oh, she's so, so talented. talented. No, she really is. <laughs> She's taken some of my favorite pictures of myself. Uh, last year, well, two years ago, wearable art show, I mm. I was the uh, big bad wolf. Love and that she took show. some really amazing photos really love of me. That I love show. them. So Brooke writes that posts. There's a with her hands covered in some kind of ink or some kind of material. Maybe they're burned. I'm not sure, but we will find out. Let's see. She's uh, Brooke Radset says, I very much want to shoot a cookbook, so I'm practicing. Mostly, I'm learning to clean my camera. So it looks like she has some kind of like buried sauce or something on her hands. I'm not sure, but you know what? Shout out to, Bo- to Brooke Radset. I'm sure the photos in that cookbook are going to be titillating. And for folks who maybe don't know Brooke, but you most likely have seen her husband's truck it's this big white truck and it's he's a a carpenter and a construction guy and i think it says rat sat 
what is it? Rats at attacks or something? Rats like at attacks. It's a great. It's a great truck. It's a really good logo. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen. Oh, it's that a cool truck. truck. It's a cool truck. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, Brooke, she's so talented. Well, shout out to Brooke Ratzat and to her husband. Isn't he his name Charlie? Yes, Charlie Ratzat. Uh, and and everything that you do. Thank you, Rachel, for coming yeah, in no for worries. Straight Talk with Rachel Brighthop. Ra- Straight Talk with Rachel Brighthop. Uh, we do this every Thursday uh, at 11.08 here on the First City Forum. And uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Thank you guys for tuning in to the First City Forum today. Uh, our show is brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. And I feel like I have something else to say, but I'm going to go to the rec center uh, and then go to DeSantha's Kitchen. Hey, have a good day, guys. Bye. Bye.